comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Erwick is gone, the canisters are gone, we've got nothing here. Damn it! You are now on a secure channel and ready to listen to 24, the Jack and Chloe Adventure Cast. This is a podcast focused on the Fox television series 24 and its new mini season, Live Another Day. I am mail clerk Aaron Newworth, seeking a promotion, writer for WiseSoBlue.com, and host of the film podcast out now with Aaron and Abe. And with me is also from WiseSoBlue.com and the Naptown Nerd, Special Agent Brandon Peters. Called it. And from Cinema Maxwell, it's Senior Director Maxwell Haddad. Hello, listeners. The events of this podcast occur in real time. All right, so here we are. We're talking, what, day nine, f- 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. That's this week's episode, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a drone-heavy episode. <clears throat> a lot it's of, uh, drone-tastic, Aaron. Drone-tastic. Attack, Attack of the drones. Attack of the drones. Uh, any more? We got any more of these? Return uh, of the killer drones. 24 of the drone wars. The drone uh, uh, yeah, so we'll get we'll get to this. We'll get to more drone. Some, some might call uh, Margot Alhazir Dronezilla. Thank you. Oh, you certainly drone happy this episode, that's for sure. So yeah, that's uh, that's almost a synopsis. But Maxwell, what is the actual synopsis for this week's episode? All right, Jack and Kate try to save the life of a key player tied to the threat. Jordan is ordered into the field on a perilous mission. Then, after Heller engages Margot to end her savage attacks, he faces a game-changing decision. That last end's a little misleading, I guess. <laughs> but we'll get to that <laughs> in terms of how things play out in that scenario. But um, exciting episode in terms of, I guess, big effects and car chase sequences this week. And evacuations. And evacuations, yeah. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see. What uh, before we dive into the episode at hand, let's uh, do a little housekeeping here. Um, Brandon, you told me that there's a Blu-ray that's been announced for the season. Yes, there's. Yeah, they've announced that it's going to come out on Blu-ray, which I'm sure we all expected. But yeah, you know, you never know. Sometimes they just go DVD. So. It's going to be a Blu-ray. There's no date, no specs, no art. I sure, I'm sure the the cover art will be the uh, promo shot of Jack, you know, ha- like with Chloe over his shoulder, firing and screaming. Yeah. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Only like the last two seasons are on Blu-ray currently. Season seven, season eight are Blu-ray. Season one had a Blu-ray planned, and from what I from from my own knowledge, it was being worked on, but they dropped it in favor of re-releasing season one on DVD with that collectible case with the digital clock on the front. Mm-hmm. But that was originally supposed to be a Blu-ray release, which they, they had HD transfers, masters made, and uh, Blu-ray check discs made, and they it just they changed their minds. Well, maybe the popularity of this series season can uh, lead to a, like a full, complete series set on Blu-ray. That would be amazing. I mean, a lot of Blu-ray. That's the way to go with Blu-ray if you're going to do an old television show. Is just to release. Don't do the slow thing. That's just not going to work. I mean, if people want to replace it, they'll they'll do the whole thing. Yeah, like we just got the announcement of the Sopranos, the whole season coming to yeah. Blu-ray, which is what I've been kind of waiting for. That's why I don't own any of the series of Sopranos, a show that I love a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, hopefully 24. If this uh, speak, actually speaking of this, uh, this kind of week's episode and the popularity of this season, uh, Maxwell, do you know what the ratings were for this week's episode? I do, Aaron, and that was exactly the segue I was planning. So thank you for being simpatico. Uh, 24 Live Another Day continues to be mostly stable and consistent. 
uh, with a 1.6 rating and 6.33 million viewers. Uh, keeping in mind, of course, that that's just the overnights and, uh, uh, you know, increasingly so live plus three and live plus seven data is more and more important and 24 has been doing excellent in the live plus seven ratings. And for those who don't know what that means, basically, with DVR now, Live Plus 7 ratings records anyone who watches it within seven days of its first airing on DVR. And so lots of people are recording it and watching it when they get home that night or later in the week to stay caught up, but not having to watch it immediately as it airs. All right. Good to know. And I know I, lo- I watched live last night, actually. I was, I was, uh, I was live tweeting the episode, mm-hmm. in fact, at a JC AdventureCast. So feel free to follow along on Monday nights if you really want to catch all the excitement that I can try to put out on the old Twitter feed. <laughs> but, um, yeah, plenty of fun doing that. So uh, with that said, let's, uh, let's get right into it. Let's get into the episode 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Talk about Jack versus Harazi, Drone of Justice. Thank you. <laughs> so we start this one off at the aftermath of the bus situation where Simone was, you know, hit by a bus at the end of last week's episode. Um, a double-decker bus. A double-decker bus, no less, yeah. But she still lives, as we rightfully predicted, because why not? She wasn't going to die from that bus. Um, we also have Yasmin around, um, police questioning her about what happened, and she says that Simone tried to killed her mom. Um, we then cut over to Jack in the aftermath of the shootout that he and Kate and the others were all in. See, he, he, uh, he, he frees his guy, was uh, Belchak. He frees Belchak before leaving the scene and um, yells at the MI5 agents for basically compromising the operation, and they were told that they're on the orders of Davies. Chloe calls Jack, tells them that, that the phone is connected to Simone, uh, who's been hit by a bus, and K- Jack and Kate head to the hospital. That's that's where that leads to. As this is happening, uh, Heller checks in as well with Jack, because the president needs to check in with Jack Bauer. Learns of the situation, learns that Davies apparently, or that somebody sent in, we assume it's Davies, that sent in uh, uh, sent an MI5 to, ch- to kind of watch over Jack, which of course resulted in you know the deaths of some of them, MI5 agents and whatnot. This angry seller, he goes off and faces off against against Davies. They get in an argument, and uh, which leads to Davies dropping the the bomb that he knows about he- that he knows about um, Heller's uh, health situation. Heller denies that's affecting any of his um, current decision making process. And lastly, before we get to the first, but a lot of things happen all the time in this show. <laughs> well, lastly, uh, Margot l- learns of Simone's traffic collision with a bus, and she uh, sends a what, a cleaner. To kind of handle the situation, that'd be the best way to put it. He's in the area, yeah. Yeah, one of those on-hand 24-hour cleaners. You forgot the one of the most important revelations of, of the first part of the episode. Oh, yes, yeah, go for it, Maxwell. What is it? So uh, we check back in with uh, CIA Station Chief uh, Navarro, who at the end of last week's episode we found out was some sort of, you know, mole or undercover agent, whatever you want to call him. Basically, he's not uh, on the Completely up- on the level, yeah. And uh, he's talking to the man with the the muffled voice. And before I reveal who it is, I must say that I feel like in the older format of 24, it would have been more than just one episode before we found out who was on the other end of the call. Uh, but uh, much to uh, my chagrin, and I'm sure the chagrin of listeners and both of you two, it is none other than Adrian Cross, played by Michael Wincott, who we've been saying since the first episode of this show has to be some sort of villain. Yeah, and uh, but he makes it clear he's just a middleman. Yeah, there's there's apparently some other force that could be working as well that we just do not know about yet. Uh, but we'll see where that goes from there. Uh, but yeah, we do get that reveal as well. Do we get the? Does the Chloe thing happen too? Like she's told to. Uh, yeah, that happens. Yeah, she's um, sitting at her station, and as she's telling Jack what's going on, she gets a message telling her to leave the area like right away. Yeah. Do we know who sent that message? We don't yet. 
And, um, and I, I was actually thinking this was going to be a more, a more Chloe-centric episode based on that message, but it was gone after that. Yeah, she's that's pretty gone. much it. We see we check in with her like once, at like a coffee shop later on, but that's pretty much it for Chloe in this episode. We also get that um, that they want to set up uh, Jordan too to frame him. In we get that. We got that in the next um, the, the next, next oh yeah the next commercial. Um, but for the time being, yeah we, <laughs> we got a, yeah we got a lot of stuff here. Uh, yeah, the Chloe thing, we have nothing to work with. I really, like, I can only assume that there's going to be a lot more Chloe involvement late in, the, like, you know, this latter half the of the season. Half, yeah. Because she's, um, she's on the poster, like, with Jack. Like, but, but, I uh, mean, in all Chloe's time, she's always been the person at the computer directing Jack. And, I, I, I mean, since we've been away from the show, we for a while we thought maybe more of that. But really, that's, that's what her role has been a lot of the times. I think the poster is just kind of... Uh implied that she would be in the field more often and i kind of think now that she doesn't really have a base of operations i mean how long can you work out of a coffee shop that she may just end up in the field with jack i can only hope so and as much as it's fun to see you know jack and kate working together since they're you know both trained operatives and whatnot i mean chloe the the season began with jack rescuing chloe from a torture chamber for a reason i'd imagine so i think we're gonna see more of her in action sooner or later definitely yeah with that said let's uh, let's talk about the heller stuff because uh, we get a lot of heller in this episode but we start off pretty pretty strong here with him battling the towering stephen fry <laughs> i i just wanted to say something about like devane in general mm-hmm. this episode i just sat here going man it te- like 10 years ago th- he would have been a lock for like an emmy at least nomination for this this series i mean he's been terrific but this i think this this episode here was like his i don't know his his strongest of a very strong season so he was outstanding and uh, you know he's gonna probably not even a won't even get a nomination because he'll get overlooked for you know premium cable you know channel shows and stuff like that but man he's really been incredible and this there's a whole array of it in this episode talking about emmys what's interesting is that i think based on when it premiered it's likely be eligible not for the nominations that are going to announce this july but the ones next july um, cause it's kind of the new, like one of the first shows of the new season. And I'm wondering if they would be able to finagle their way into the miniseries category as opposed to drama series, in which case they could have ostensibly have a better shot cause there's always far less competition in that category. Is Devane a member of the cast or a member of the guest star list? No, he's in the cast. Okay. He's, yeah. That's that makes sense it, to me, given that he's the main player, but. It doesn't matter, though, because even if he was in the guest cast, he could still submit for supporting. I mean, maybe he could could not be nominated for, like, best guest actor. Right. It doesn't work the opposite way, and that that can't happen. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was wondering. Um, Was Dennis Haysbert ever nominated for an MMA role? No. Only Kiefer, Itzen. And Cherry uh, Jones. Yeah. And Gene Smart. And Jean Smart, Jean yes. Smart. Okay, yeah, she was not. She didn't. Did she win? She didn't win. No. No. She didn't win. She, it, okay. But I, a, no, I don't know if he won. Kiefer won. Kiefer yeah. won. Itzen didn't. He was nominated though. Uh, right. I think we went over. We went over this. Regardless, what I was trying to. The point would have been. Well, all the presidents of twenty four have been nominated for Emmys, which would be cool. But Dennis Haysbert wasn't nominated, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> though he should have been. Damn it. Nor was. Uh, <laughs> nor was Woodside. Or. Uh, oh, I forgot. The about guy who played Keeler. Jeff Peterson. Jeff Pearson? Yes. Um, moving on from 24 presidential trivia. Yeah, what I was going to say about the scene is um, uh, in the scene between Heller and Fry, obviously uh, the Prime Minister of England has found out about uh, you know Heller's health concerns, and I really liked how Heller asserted himself 
um, and and you know came off as a man who you if I if I had heard what he said I wouldn't be worried about his health concerns, and also I'm surprised you know Stephen Fry is a very talented actor, but he's known mostly as a comedian and he's doing a good job of being a slightly more imposing. It's nice that they. They kind of hinted at their um their past friendship. It seems like they have actually they do share a history to an extent, like where they've known each other for a while, and that's uh became more apparent in this episode based on the way they argue and the way they then you know kind of not necessarily make up, but certainly lower the kind of tensions between them. Well, they had a, a special relationship. Yeah, and to Fry's credit, I mean he you can tell on his face he looks generally guilty about what he had he had just brought to Heller and what I mean compared you know after you know, Devane chews him out. I mean, you can generally tell in his face that he's like, oh, I, I made a, I made a drastic mistake. There's no like second guessing. You can just tell he's like, oh, yeah, took him for his word. They are drone bros. Yes, drone bros. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, actually, before we do, Margot just could just pretty much just just calls the order out and just gets wants to get rid of her daughter. She, she's just not fooling around here. She wants to get stuff done. Yeah, and she also gets called by like the EMS guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that freaks her out, and they start to pack up shop. Yeah, she's uh, she's ready to get out of there at that point. Do you guys think that her, when we see the outside of her location, will be shocked? Because they've never shown an exterior of where she's at. It's always been straight to an interior shot. Eh, I don't know if there's going to be anything significant about the reveal of where she actually is. I just noticed that they, they've never showed us the outside of her place. which <laughs> you think we'd see. And, and when she talked, and she's like, hey, everybody pack up. It was to one guy who was supposed to go out and tell all these people that we don't see that they're leaving. So, I mean, it well, seemed I, kind of mysterious to me that we don't, or maybe it's a budgetary thing. But, that's, that's more my guess than anything. Okay, but, I mean, but, I, well, on the first half when we didn't see it, it was so that they could trick us into thinking that the raid Navarro was a part that's of true. heading up was at her compound. Because the interior seems sort of like some sort of English countryside compound or manor. Maybe they're actually, you know, in a building in the heart of London, underneath a pub. Who knows? Across the street from Parliament. <laughs> it's inside Big Ben. Yes. Um, the, the final episode will be Margot and Jack fighting on the clock tower's hands. Yeah, it'll be just like the Great Mouse <laughs> Detective. It'll be great. Or uh, Scott Metal's friend of <laughs> Scott Metal's favorite Shanghai Nights. Moving on. Uh, we get to, we get to the hospital. Basically, everyone arrives at the hospital. Jack and Kate arrive at the hospital. The cleaner arrives at the hospital. Jack uh, Jack checks in with what's going on with Simone. She's going through through her surgery. She's she's going she's going through like she's being stabilized by doctors. Um, and Jack Jack just makes he needs to be able to talk to her. He needs her to be able to answer a few questions. So he he basically makes the doctor tell him that he should he needs to do that because Jack Bauer needs <laughs> Jack Bauer looks you in the eye and asks you something. You better do it. When the uh, said that was impossible, I thought it was going to be like, because she's brain dead. <laughs> and then while this is happening, Kate finds Yasmin. He, she asks her a few questions, and she's able to basically figure out that some the relationship between Samoan and everything else that's going on. Kate and Jack discuss this, and then the cleaner, I think the cleaner is Kareem. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Kareem, he overhears this conversation. He calls Margo. Jack just notices who, who the heck's that guy. That's pretty much it. He's just kind of walking around. There's just a lot yeah. of hospital oh, yeah. walking. Jack's like... I thought I told you to lock out all non-essential personnel. Who's that guy? And then the guy pulls out the gun. Yeah, that's simple enough. Yeah, I mean things. I mean, are really quick now that in this new format. Yeah, I guess <laughs> this is. I think there's more um, more going on, but there's not. Yeah, it's just they're kind of all in the hospital waiting for things to happen, and then they eventually do. 
during this time, we do get the um, Margot basically saying, "Yeah, we, we need to pack up and leave, but also get the drone, get the drones ready, send a drone to send a drone to the hospital to basically just bomb out the entire hospital and get rid of everything." Um, another just cold Margot Margot move during this time. I think Davies like addresses the public about just like staying inside essentially and keeping out of harm's way because things might be happening today, which is seems like a horribly <laughs> scary thing to have the prime minister tell you on TV. And then yeah, we eventually get to Jack and Kate spotting Kareem where he shouldn't be, and then a gunfight ensues. They give chase, and the uh, the the British security guards at the hospital they did gun down Kareem. Yeah, they they just they I mean they kill shot. Yeah, they just they just take him out. Uh, but he does get a look at the. And Jack gets a, I think Jack gets a dammit in here, doesn't he? He sure does. He does because yeah, that's, there's three dammits in this episode. <laughs> I was like, oh man, lots of dammits. Um, two in one minute, no less. I feel like um, if he ever does, when Jack Bauer dies, mm-hmm. his tombstone will simply say Jack Bauer, dammit. <laughs> It'd be appropriate. Yeah. Yep. Jack Bauer, holster your weapon, dammit. Give me the keys to heaven. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah, what happens next here? Uh, Jordan sent Jordan sent into the field. Navarro uh, calls Jordan to his office and tells him he wants to make a pickup. Jordan looks incredulously at the situation. He's like, uh, yeah, all right, <laughs> I guess I'm trained for this, and uh, goes for it. Uh, we then we get to, we have some, is there Audrey stuff in here too? Like doesn't? No, I don't. I don't even know if she's in the episode at all. She no, she's upset because uh, Heller tells them. That's right. Heller, Heller tells Mark Heller tells that, Mark and her that that Davies knows about his condition. Yeah. And he realizes that it was kind of like, I, maybe I shouldn't have continued to... Uh... Get the vice president on the phone. But who is his vice president? That's another fun question that we might find out in the future. Mike Novick? <laughs> yeah, that'd be something. Um, <laughs> I'm, like, all the hospital stuff's blending together to me when things happen, because the chase happens, and then it's just like, oh, drone city. Because Jack does learn about the um, the drone strike that's imminent on the hospital, and then orders an immediate evacuation of everything. Okay, so then we get then we get to the, like the more exciting stuff. It's a lot easier to recap here. So Jack, okay, so like the 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 evacuation of this hospital hospital's happening. Jack gets Simone out. He, he is able to ask her. He is able to ask her some questions before this all takes place, and she basically just gives nothing <laughs> up as information. Um, besides feeling sorry for Yasmin and the situation that he's she's put her into, but. As the evacuation's happening, Jack gets Simone. Um, he drags her through the hospital, and at one, at one point, he does my favorite thing, which is just shove like injured Simone into a wall and says, "Fine, you don't want to go, I'll stay here." Before um, she agrees, like, "All right, all right, get me out of here. <laughs> I get that my mother wants me dead, so I don't tell anything. So, uh, get me out of here." Uh, Kate, Jack gets- just this just here. Jack is normally he's, he's tough love, but I mean this year has been I don't give an f. Yeah, there's no patience for Jack Bauer. Like, he is, yeah ruthless uh kate manages to get yasmin out as well um basically everyone gets out in time uh jack and like the main players get out of the hospital right before what the first drone missile knocks the hospital just flat blows that up um with lots of gory shots ensuing to make sure that we know that the hospital was blown up and simone was given the opportunity to see the effects of her actions and Mm -hmm. you could sort of see in her eyes that she was contemplating whether or not she felt convicted enough to go through with it as a person in hospital gowns bloody stump of an arm yeah. drips onto the hot I, I was pavement. I was I was quite surprised by that shot it's like wow it's like, <laughs> I was like whoa what is this Game of Thrones I already saw that episode <laughs> um, they, they I mean they intentionally showed that lady with the the arm missing oh like, yeah a bunch yeah yeah and what I appreciated is that it sort of Despite the rush nature, of, or rather the quick pace of 24, 
it allows audiences to, if even briefly, sort of reflect and see the legitimate impact of these drones. It's like, this is serious stuff. Yeah, so with that, uh, Jack, and, Jack and Kate put someone in a car, and they basically get a, in a big car chase that happens. Ian is sending missiles at Jack, but he's able to avoid it because he's Jack Bauer, and he knows how to drive a car away from drone missiles. Um, they speed through the city. They eventually get to an underpass where they change cars, and uh, Jack kind of does a, does a little tricky move and sends the car that they were in out so Ian shoots the last rocket into that car, though they, you know, they have uh, instant replay on drone cameras apparently and have quick zooms so they're able to see, oh, it was empty the whole time. They got away, so we're upset about this. Um, and then, yeah, Jack and Kate and Simone managed to get away. It's an exciting car chase that ends in cliche. Yeah, well, I mean, how else was it? I was like, end? how are they going to get away? Like, how is this going to end? And then, uh, oh, the old hang out in the tunnel, switch cars. It was a little trick. The, the, like it was it was the whole time issue of like really like Jack was able to like wait under the underpass and he was like oh now they're driving away I guess that's probably them we should shoot at them like I'd say like okay wait, come on <laughs> yeah I, I I did like Jack screaming at the homeless man though I'm surprised that Margo didn't slap Ian in the face after that one stay on the ground regardless of whether or not the ending was cliched or contrived this was a pretty darn exciting oh for sure no, I, well, I, I'm not taking away from that I was just like wow this is a really exciting and, sequence that. I, I, I was on my toes like, oh, how's this going to end? Oh, yeah, that's I've, I've seen that before. <laughs> I think it, it used the, the London um, streets really well. It reminded yes. me of, you know, not Born necessarily identity. at that level based on the TV budget and constraints, but something out of uh, Born Supremacy or uh, Ronin. Mm-hmm. And we got a little live free or die hard in there. Yeah, but... Uh, the, Jack Bauer was so awesome in this scene. I'm, I'm, so I'm sure you guys are familiar with the Key and Peele sketch where they're like playing the ballet guys and they're, they say like, and what about Liam Neeson though? Yeah, should be like, what about Jack Bowers? Exactly. Jack Bowers! I think my, my favorite shot of that action, of the whole, um, that action se- sequence was when Jack, they're like going through that narrow area and like the, the missile like hits right against a building and it's like, <laughs> it, it, like it looks as good as it can, but like Jack driving away at a speeding car is like a, this building kind of like sideways blows up next to him. It's like, that's pretty awesome. That was a good job to play for. Pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Let's see. So after that, we get back to, um, Jordan, because why not, who arrives at the drop point near some water and is just basically just shot and uh, <laughs> falls into the water. And we don't see him rise back above the water. We could all assume, I think, at this point that he was probably still alive. Yeah. But, um, Who, Jordan? Yeah. We see him. No, I'm sorry, no, I know we see him later, but like during that uh, point where he just doesn't like rise up above the water, I'm like, yeah, he's alive somewhere. Like, I get it. Then we he's get actually to... an incredible agent. Yeah, right. All of data analyst is just a disguise. We get but to. I, yeah. I do like. Well, I'll get to it when we get to the reveal of him being alive. I guess. Okay. Never mind. Well, we do get to Mark, who I completely forgot about for this entire episode. I forgot that he had, like, an hour deadline before he was supposed to meet with the Russian deputy minister, so I didn't, like, cross my mind. So when we when we cut to the shot of him, I had this, just, like, laugh-out-loud reaction of, oh, my God, I forgot about this guy and how he has to deal with this nonsense. Yeah. Um, the, dep- the Russian minister makes it pretty apparent that he knows exactly what the... Um, what the what the uh, situation is, and that he needs Mark to do whatever he needs to do to to get Jack to him, or else he's going to be in some serious trouble. Uh, and Mark basically makes that promise to help out in some way. So we still still have that one tabled for now. We'll see where that goes. Then we get back over to what do we have. We get Heller and Jack talking again. Um, Jack tells Heller that Simone hasn't given them anything really helpful as of yet. And so Heller orders Jack to go see him in person. Then we do cut back to Jordan, who um, 
is alive. You want to have something to add to that, Brandon? Well, I like that this just isn't... If you watch the trailer for next week, this isn't just like, oh, that, that's how he got away, now where he's going. But this is the actually the start of like what looks to be a bigger chase with Jordan. I hope so. I hope there's something useful about this beyond just like, oh, there's a guy that knows too much, we should kill him. I hope there's something going there, like if he teams up with Kate again in some way, since yeah. they have the closest relationship on this of the characters that we know him to be associated with besides Navarro. Or he could be trying to like work to like take work to figure out what's happened and like take down Navarro in some way if that needs to happen. Right. Or maybe he'll interact with Chloe in some way. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I guess. Yeah. You make you make a good point. I am curious to see what that what happens with this Jordan character who's yeah. basically. I'm just I'm just glad it's not just him. I survived. Now I'm gonna go hide or something. But like this is a bigger chase between him and the guy who shot him. All right. So let's get to the last uh, portion of this episode because this is what you know makes a. Makes for a huge conclusion here. Uh, Heller makes the conference call to Margot. He wants her assurance that if he turns himself in, she'll or she'll do as promised and you know not launch any more drone attacks against London. This comes after Heller, you know, basically watches a lot of the carnage that ensued on, from the hospital attack, and you know he gets a kind of a a moment to reflect on what's going on and what he really thinks he should do. Uh, Margot gives him her word that she's that she thinks Heller has probably already made up in his mind, which he you know they kind of have a running tag about that, that he wouldn't have called her if he hadn't already made some kind of decision. And the episode then ends with Heller confirming that he is basically going to, he's prepared to turn himself in over to Margo. And man, he, his, with his, like, when he puts that jacket on, his stature, the way he presents himself, I'm like, man, that is a man of power. It's right a, there. I, you, you just, mentioned William, William Devane, William Devane earlier, just, you know, how good he is in this episode. And I agree. Yeah. I do think he's very good in this episode. And I'm really excited to see kind of where his arc goes in the next, upcoming episodes um you put him with margo who's you know michelle fairley's already made a strong presence for herself as a mm-hmm. character on this side of the law putting the, you know basically the opposites next to each other in the same room i'm very curious to see what that's going to lead to beyond just like hey jack is going to do action stuff we're going to get you know powerful characters interacting in ways that likely involve lots of heated dialogue so yeah t- totally it's gonna i mean if you're a fan of head-to-head drama 24 certainly setting up the case yes. for it yes uh, with all that said, what do we think of this episode overall? I, I thought it was exciting, although it, it kind of, at a few instances, like crutched itself on some cliches and and some and contrivances, but it it overcame them with how exciting it, it was. Maxwell, yeah, I liked the episode. I thought the car chase was one of the highlights of the season thus far, as far as action is concerned. Um, and on the flip side, Heller continues to be the unexpected heart and emotional uh, through line of the season that's compelling me uh, in a very different way than the action. But those two elements tied together made this another strong episode. I agree with those sentiments. I would say that the kind of the hospital stuff, while necessary, you can tell, I think, from the way I'm recapping it, where it just kind of started to blend together. It's like, all right, I get it. Jack needs to talk to Simone. Yasmin needs to do whatever Kate wants her to to answer questions for. And then, you know, they leave the hospital. Um, But the series is like flying so quickly that it's hard to like really complain about anything. I mean, it's there's some solid work done by you know all the individual actors, and we're getting new developments each you know each week. With you know now we have the you know the Adrian reveal that we pretty much called anyway, but it's still happening. We have this Jordan thing that's happening. Like there's a lot of little lot of little things for the season that's you know up, that's shorter, yet still has time to kind of develop little subplots that aren't distracting too much from the main narrative and seem to, you know, at least be tying in in ways that don't feel too extraneous. So. Yeah, when they were talking about the... It's weird. When I, they were talking about the whole... The way they presented the whole vice president thing, I was like, oh, is that going to be for next season? And I was like, oh, wait, I'm not... 
sure they're going to have another season. It just it, it felt oddly like set up for something later down the road to tackle on the show, but I don't know. We'll probably see something with it this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess the only other thing I'd say is like because of the shorter amount of episodes, we've commented time and time again about how things are moving quickly and there aren't like lots of silly unnecessary subplots and thus I'm interested to see if or how the Navarro cross Kate's husband stuff does or does not tie into Margot and the drones. Do we think at the end it's going to be Margot though? I yes. mean, I mean, do you think, uh, cause I could, I just kind of got the idea that maybe she, she is the villain for this, but there's, she may get caught earlier on and there's some other people that would take advantage of what she's done already. I don't know. I mean, there's only five episodes left, if you can believe yeah. it. Um, and, you know, although Jack is getting closer, he's now being diverted to see, to talk to Heller and this and that. My guess is basically, if we're talking predictions, Heller is going to sort of try to be a double agent when he gives himself over to her. Yeah, that's definitely where I think it's going because uh, I mean he called in he called in Jack to see him. That was the last order he gave. So obviously there's they're going to do some kind something kind of tricky to try and make sure that Heller you know doesn't get lost after turning himself into a terrorist and mastermind. Probably going to pardon him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, part yeah they're putting up the pardons as we speak. They're framing them and everything. They're getting those <laughs> ready. Um, but yeah, in does... addition, autographed De- Dennis Haysbert pardons. With the with the Navarro stuff, I mean, I'm still thinking it's gonna, you know, be Cat J. Eh, those aren't even names. It's gonna be Jack and Kate, like, you know, driving into the sunset, saying, "Now let's go for your husband." Like that's like, I, I, if it's if it's you know the season's popular enough and they do announce like another another you know limited season, it could lead to you know some kind of solving of the whole Kate's husband case. Like it could just be setting that up right now, which would be unfortunate, not necessarily unfortunate, but like it's presumptuous to set up something like that but who knows i you know we don't we don't we have no news yet regarding the you know future of 24 so we'll see where it goes but again yeah i can't i can't i've said the same thing over and over i can't think that uh margo would be replaced as the lead villain beyond maybe adrian but not certainly not tied together necessarily just because it seems like the she's such a hardcore character it's hard to imagine there being yeah i I mean i i I, I love her. I want her to be the the big bad, and that's it this season. But it's 24, and I just know they've got something in their back pocket waiting to shock us or try to shock us. Yeah, so well, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I don't even know if we can ask who's the mole this week. Like we seem to <laughs> we seem to have all our bases covered on this one right now, because um, we just kind of we kind of know the mole, unless there's like some other double bluff going on. But so we'll just say Heller. We'll just say Heller will be the mole next week <laughs> when, he, when he reports <laughs> when he reports back to Jack on what's going on with Margaret with Margot. I think that's fair, right? I would say so. It's a fair to beat so. our own system that we set up ourselves. True. Well, with that said, Brandon, what's going on next week? Uh, next week, Jack Bauer. And President Heller endure the unthinkable to thwart the terror attacks of Margot Alharazi. Meanwhile, Jordan faces a life or death struggle, and Kate takes drastic measures to track down Margot before it's too late. Ooh. Uh, yeah. The um the drastic measures she's taking mm-hmm. are gonna happen in real time. Okay, good. Oh that's good to know. Alright. Um yeah. Thanks for that. That means we are near the end of our transmission for this week. Um, so feel free to email us or follow us on Twitter or follow us on Facebook. They're all JC Adventure Cast. So JC Adventure Cast at Gmail at JC Adventure Cast and Facebook.com slash the same thing. Um, you can also find our show along with many other podcasts at HHWLED.com. That is the podcast network that hosts this show along with shows like the Walking Dead TV podcast, the Ikapod Crane Cast, which is, of course, the 
podcast that Brandon Maxwell and I formerly hosted before starting this show, and Out Now with Aaron and A, which is a show that I host covering movies on a weekly basis. Um, you can also find my work at my personal blog, thecodazeek.com, and follow me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Uh, Maxwell, where can people find more of your work? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash cinemaxwell, or you can visit my site at cinemaxwell.com, and uh, I contribute to theyoungfolks.com as well. And Brandon Peters, where can people find more of your work? You can find my work at whysoblue.com, uh, my blog, The Naptown Nerd. Um, I'm on Twitter at BT Peters, and I want to say there's something really awesome coming from Out Now with Aaron and Abe that I got to take a part in the other night that you should look forward to. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's a little bit unrelated, but um, also <laughs> certainly awesome. So I'm excited about that for sure. But yeah, that's uh, gonna do it for this week's episode of 24, the Jack and Chloe Adventure Cast. We'll see where things go next week for sure. But until next time, here's a fun fact: Jack Bauer could strangle you with a cordless phone. Thank you. <laughs>